This was a second date, but I mean, I thought it was pretty cool. Something... Doing yoga on the second date is—that's kind of serious. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to the Down and Front Podcast—a very special edition. I'm going to be your host tonight. I am the Mouth of the South, Bryland, back again, coming from the West Coast this time, and beautiful West Coast. Silicon. Beautiful, rainy Silicon Valley. And we are here to talk about, not a movie, but the celebration of movies. So we're going to talk about the Oscar nominations that came out uh, just this week. And we're going to give who we think are, are going to win these uh, the major categories. And then we're going to look at some of the categories we think are some of our favorites. And just talk about what we think is surprising or... What we think, uh, who we think got left out, and just our comments on the Oscars as a whole. So joining me tonight, uh, we have uh, one of the best Puerto Ricans I know, <laughs> but also overall one of the best people I know. <laughs> Guillermo, how's it going? I'm doing all right, guys. It's good to hang out with you one more time. Awesome. We miss you, Brian. Oh, thank you. I know. I'm left. so close yet so far away. But um, what are you uh, sipping on tonight? Oh shoot, I forgot. I have, <laughs> I didn't open the wine. It's a uh, Sauvignon Cabernet. Oof, Let me it. open it. I'll be right back. Heavy. But it's good to see you. Dark red wine. Awesome. Yeah. I'm gonna go get it. I'll be right back. Cool. Also joining me tonight for this special uh, podcast is none other than a man that's often imitated but never duplicated, the originator. The founding father of Down and Front Podcast. Warren, how's it going tonight? What's up, man? What's up, people? What's up, everybody? Hello, how's it going? All my beautiful Ryan Dows and Derek Sungs out there. I have missed you so much. Brylin, I miss your face already. I have been crying myself oh. to sleep thinking about you. Oh, How are you I doing? appreciate the sentiment. Uh, Wait, I lied. You? It's a Sauvignon Blanc. Sauvignon Blanc. Okay. That's a white 2017 from Mahau Sound, New Zealand. Mahau Sound. Nice. So, sounds like they make some wine down there. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, Warren, uh, what what are you putting down your mouth hole tonight? In my mouth hole, I have a, <laughs> a, a red blend called Whiplash. Um, it is very, Whiplash. very delicious, very light, very smooth, very crisp. Um I think we always focus on trying to get these wines that are under about like maybe $15. This came around about like maybe 12 I believe. Um, and I got this from Wegmans. So I would definitely suggest if you have a chance. Everybody loves blends. Everybody loves wines. Hashtag sip to that. Hashtag friends with blends. So please go and pick this up. Um, and I think this probably will be a great pairing. I just had a veggie burger with oh, nice. um, some sriracha hummus with this. 
And I think that'd be a solid, solid pairing. A little spiciness, but not too much. I think you'll like it, and I think you'll enjoy it. So thanks for having me, and it's great to be back. Awesome. Thank you for joining us tonight. And what I'm sipping on tonight is, since I'm on the West Coast now, I'll be out here for a little bit, I picked up uh, one of the most popular West Coast uh, beers out there. It's Stone IPA. Mm -hmm. It is one of their original IPAs that was brewed out here. 6.9% alcohol. They also have a version number. So this is version 1.1, which I think is fitting for Silicon Valley. Uh, it's a, it's actually a very tart IPA, very hoppy, uh, but it does go down very smooth. So yeah. I've been enjoying it so a far. Version number or version number? Version. Okay. Not virgin. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's not drinking the beta version of it. Okay, so. we, we went, okay. We, we went there, got it. It's an alpha. <laughs> <laughs> Nerds. Uh, yeah, Nerds. I, was, I was talking to this person the other day in the bar, and they were saying that, um, uh, kind of like what you were saying, that the below $15 wines mm -hmm. are just as good as any other wine because the technology to make wine right now, it's so... It's, it's so good that it creates a really high standard on any of the price points. So you can get really, really good wine for less than 15 bucks. So like you don't have to go a hundred yeah. or 200 now. Yeah. I've seen that before that like, there's like a peak uh, quality to wine and that, that like 15 to $30 range is like where you'll find all those peak wines. Yeah. That's really neat. So anyway, we're going to get into our major categories so what we're going to consider the major categories tonight will be the acting categories, directing, and best picture. Uh, we're going to start off with best supporting actress. So just to tell you who is nominated for best supporting actress in the Oscars this year. You have and there are goes to. <laughs> you have Mary J. Blige for Mudbound, Allison Janney for I, Tanya, Leslie Manville for Phantom Thread, Laurie Metcalf, and Lady Bird, and Octavia Spencer for The Shape of Water. Mm -hmm. So, Warren, how do you? How about you start us off? Who do you think is going to win this category? Yeah, so, I mean, we definitely are kind of watching the Golden Globes. That was one of the things that I was kind of paying attention to, um, especially with just everything that's happening. I think a lot of people always have a lot of focus on the supporting because people always wonder, well, why weren't they leading? Um, so, looking at this list, I've seen... Only actually two of these movies, which I'm kind of bummed I didn't get a chance. I mean, at the time, the Phantom Thread wasn't even out, <clears throat> but I talking it was, and apparently Mudbound was on Netflix. My bad. Um, but looking at this, I would love for Octavia Spencer to win this. I don't think she will. I really think it's going to be in between Laurie Metcalf and Allison Janney, and I heard Allison Janney just absolutely kills it in I Tanya. That's one of my next movies I'm going to try to get to the theater and watch this week. Um, but I think it's gonna it's definitely gonna be in between them. Nor Laurie Metcalf absolutely like murdered that role um, in Lady Bird oh, as yeah. Lady Bird's mother, absolutely. and that I, I really would love for her to win. But I just think everybody like hands down said Allison Janney just absolutely killed it. Um, so yeah, it'd be cool. I mean, I'm excited to see who who that comes from because we have a lot of different movies in that category, and it's like all over the place. So it's nice to have some diversity. Nice, Guillermo. How about you? Um. I was looking at the Golden Globes, and there's pretty similar the people that are nominated for that uh, category. Um, I don't know. I only watched um, I only watched uh, Phantom Thread and Lady Bird, 
and uh, Leslie Manville was extremely good in Phantom Thread. I just didn't quite like that movie. Um, and I'm a huge fan of Laurie Metcalf, so I don't know. It's hard. Octavia Spencer is a great actress too, man. Um, yeah. It would be cool if Mary J. Blige would win it because, you know, she's super talented and I don't, I don't, has she ever acted before? A, a little bit, but it was, yeah. uh, you know, not, not, not I don't, I don't she's, she's never been nominated. Yeah. yeah. If she has, it's I'm, been like I'm, a smaller role. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Laurie Metcalf, especially after I watched the um, Louis C.K. show. Oh, yeah. um, she's in that show on uh, Horace and Pete, and she has a monologue episode. I told you about that. This. Is probably one of the best acting you will ever see. I told you about uh, that, <laughs> dude. Savage. I don't know. I hope she wins. I'm a huge fan. I love Lady Bird too. Lady Bird was amazing. Yeah. Um. I don't know, but Octavia Spencer, man, especially with this whole thing now that it's happening, she—it'd be cool if she can kind of like carry that flag of just really, really good actresses that get that don't get uh, like overlooked. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Well, even with Octavia Spencer, like looking at like The Shape of Water, she had like a great role, but you know, arguably for that actual movie. There, there were mainly. She was like the only other female character that had lines in the movie, so I was surprised that she yeah. even got nominated. Um, I love her. I think she's awesome. But like these other she roles, got the, she got the sharp, witty one-liners. Yeah, too. but like looking at the the Janie character, um, I, I think Leslie Manville and Metcalf, like from what I've heard and like seen about those, like they've had like actual like they affected the character so much so like she was also like like now thinking about it octavia spencer was like the translator because um the leading actress i can't think of her name right now um sally hawkins yeah sally well in, in the movie i can't really think of her name right now but oh, okay she cououldn't speak so she was like her interpreter so i, I, I kind of get that but you know you can look at you know there's one movie of which you have what was the movie about uh, the women going to space uh crunching numbers uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll she was like, "It'll come to me." But she was like yeah, nominated yeah. for you know supporting actress there. So I'm like, "Wait, hold on." In that movie, she was very much a key character, not the main, but a very key character. So I completely understand it. Right. This one is like several sl- kind of layers down. So we'll see. Yeah, and I would say for this category, the only one that I've seen so far is Octavia Spencer in The Shape of Water. And it, it's one thing, like her character, and there's other characters in that movie that are really cool because it's a lot of uh, archetypes of disenfranchised people at that time in the 50s that you're just rooting for because they're very heroic in their own different way. And she has a very comical but also very um, like sincere take on that character, which I really appreciated. Uh, but from what we've seen from the awards so far, Allison Janney's kind of run away with the awards. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can never count out Laurie Metcalf. She is a very powerful actress, and she can definitely bring a lot. Um, but this Mary J. Blige nomination, this is the first time you've seen her nominate in this award season. And who knows? She might be a dark horse that is there, is put there to just create some type of shock win out of it yeah um 
But, I, I mean, I would love to see Octavia win. She would definitely be deserving. It's not a subpar role or anything. Uh, but I think Allison Janner will probably run away with it. That'd be cool. So, Best Supporting Actor. Ooh. We have Willem Dafoe in The Florida Project. Woody Harrelson in Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Richard Jenkins in The Shape of Water. Christopher Plummer in All the Money in the World. And Sam Rockwell in Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. So, Guillermo, who do you think will take it? Um, I'm looking at the uh, Golden Globes to see how different it is. And it's It's almost the same. I don't think Woody it's Harrelson. It's pretty much the same, but no, Woody Harrelson wasn't nominated, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen any of those movies, but I'm a huge fan of Sam Rockwell. Um, yeah, I don't know. Won the Golden Globe. Yeah. So, well, did one of you guys watch that movie, Three Billboard- mm-hmm. Billboards? Mm-hmm. Is it good? Mm-hmm. That movie is quite phenomenal, actually. Yeah. I know we'll we'll talk about it a little bit when we talk about like Best Picture and stuff like that, but that's that movie and Martin McDonough who used to be a playwright and kinda of converted and I'll 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 love to talk to Matt Gray about this because that like that dude has like a special place in like my heart of coming off of like In Bruges and Seven Psychopaths to come out with this movie that's very realistic. Oh, that's and awesome. him. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah. a very re- realistic yeah. movie, and it's a strong woman character who just didn't give a shit. And um, I, I just thoroughly enjoyed it. Some people, I, I think my, my boss, I was talking about, just didn't like it, but I love that movie. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a fan of Sam Rockwell. I, I hope he wins. All right, cool. Warren, how about you? Yeah, Who do you think bu- is going to take this category? I mean, I was bummed because I, I didn't think I was going to... Oh, like, it's weird that Christopher Plummer is up there because we all know that Kevin Spacey arguably would have been in that role. Um, so it's... Right. it's I'm, I'm a little taken back because, you know, they reshot all that within the span of, like, a week or some some sort of crazy short of time. <clears throat> and was he just, like, a shoo-in or there was, like, nobody else? That's... It, Unless he did very well. I mean, I haven't seen the movie. I just haven't heard too much about that movie at all because of all the stuff that surrounded it. But, um, I mean, Christopher Plummer is not a pushover. Like, oh, he's not sure. a bad actor. Like, <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. Not, not at all. I'm just surprised. It's like, oh, I mean, that's pretty cool. Like, they also have two people from the same movie, which is also, like, interesting to see that, like, looking at this, like, I haven't seen the Florida Project, so I'm, I'm bummed, but I want to try to see that. I want to try to see all these works, um, hopefully, before their award show. Uh, but, you know, you got the Florida Project I haven't seen. Willem Dafoe is awesome. So I've seen Three Billboards. I've seen Shape of Water. And I've seen uh, and I've, se- I've seen those two. Woody Harrelson's character in that movie is, is awesome. But there's obviously a big spoiler that happens there that he wasn't... Like, like, that's Sam Rockwell's, like, role. He was by far the only supporting actor in that movie. So to see his name, Woody Harrelson's up there... It doesn't really make a lot of sense to me from looking at that. Um, but Richard, Richard Jenkins, whew, man. He I, was phenomenal he, in Shape of Water. I, it's tough to say that he was a supporting actor. I understand why, because Liza, I think her name was, Liza. Uh, oh, and also the other thing was called The Hidden Figures, um, just for the Octavia Spencer. Yes, that was true, um, Hidden Figures. Like Liza, uh, 
she was obviously the main character in that movie because of like her, her that was her love story but Richard Jenkins character has a love story also and they're all arguably yeah. alienated sort of people much like Brylon was talking about and I just I love everything he did in this movie from his mannerisms to even when the you know creature from yeah. the water kind of attacked him and then ate his cat that like the the first thing that out of people's like mouths would have been like, oh no, and like really kind of chastised him. But he was like, he's a, he just doesn't know, he doesn't know. And he named his cat, like me and Abbott, like talked about this a lot. I really, really loved his role. Um, if it's not Sam Rockwell, because damn, that dude in that movie, Guillermo, you need to watch Three Billboards just for Sam Rockwell. He's like a character actor, so you really don't see him in a lot of these kind of series, but with more like unique roles. And He's, he has a bit of character act as like a mentality of it, and then he kind of switches yeah. it on and kind of changes. You can see that his growth, he has some crazy, great growth in this movie. He has a great arc, um, but it's not the main story, and I'm glad that it's not the main story. Um, so I do like that, but if we're going on supporting, right? Supporting actor, supporting actress means that you know you have a protagonist, and this person is helping them to achieve a goal. I have to give it to... I want Richard Jenkins to win because he only supported Eliza in those times as much as possible from opening to doubting to, in the end, like, sacrificing everything. Um, the reason why I wouldn't give it to Sam Rockwell is he arguably takes over the movie. He has his own separate arc that does talk about the main, the protagonist in that movie, but doesn't. Um, and it's almost like he's a separate main character. But all the, otherwise, like, Woody Harrelson's great, but... That movie is phenomenal. Yeah, and I'm right there with you, uh, Warren. I probably want to see uh, Richard Jenkins win this. Um, one thing, I mean, it's amazing when you have a supporting character that goes through such a story arc that he could be in his own movie. It would be a fantastic movie. That his, his character is a great foil for Liza because he's all about having the, the wishfulness of hope but it comes tragic. And whereas Liza is kind of has to learn what hope's about and just kind of, but she's able to fight for that and actually reaches that hope and that love story that they're both reaching out for in that, in that movie, which I think is amazing. Um, I did see Christopher Plummer in all the money in the world. Um, he's kind of like the main actor. He has the most screen time in that film. Uh, I think there's another person in that movie that would probably deserve um, the supporting actor more than him, mm. uh, which I forget his name because he's an Italian actor. Uh, but I'm going to see if I can look it up real quick. He plays one of the terrorists that kidnap um, his grandson. And it's a solid movie. It's uh, really good. The one thing that I think is kind of weird about it is I think his character as, as J, uh, J.P. Getty comes off as very cartoonish, like almost like a comic book villain. Mm-hmm. And even though he was a real-life character, the way it's approached, I, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to uh, buy kind of what he's doing. He comes off kind of silly, I think. But there is one character in All the Money in the World I thought was fantastic, and that's Romain Duris. He plays a character named Sincanta, and he was a fantastic uh, role in that movie. Uh, one thing about this category that really shocks me is, and I think this has been a uh, snub through the whole 
award season is David Franco. He's actually the one that I thought was the best in The Disaster Artist. Mm. And I, I was hoping that he would get nominated for this. I mean, also, you know, we can call it out there. There's also no people of color. So that's kind of yeah. yeah. Or Patrick Stewart for Logan. I think that was a very amazing... I thought that was an amazing supporting role. Oh, well. shit, that's true. That was yeah. such a good movie. Yeah. Mm. So we're going to talk about nominees for actress in a leading role. So we got Sally Hawkins for The Shape of Water, Frances McDormand in Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, Margot Robbie for I, Tanya, Saoirse Ronan for Lady Bird, and Meryl Streep for The Post. Can I start with this one? Because there's only one movie I haven't seen in that. Go for it, Warren. And I'm really upset. I'm, I need to go out. I'm probably going to go out and haunt, like hunt down, find I, Tanya. I'm going to watch that so I can like be up on everything. I like so I'll start with Meryl Streep. She's amazing, but she should not get this movie. She it, should not get I mean, this role. I mean it's the annual nominate Meryl Streep. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't get <laughs> yeah. that at all. Well, I I mean it's strong female character. I get like I get where she was, but in that movie her and Tom Hanks, it, it could I think somebody said it best. I think one of my roommates said it best of somebody could easily swap them out and I think you still have a very powerful movie. It didn't need to be Meryl Streep. Now, Streep and Hanks on the same screen like talking about, you know, freedom of press, especially what's happening today in our society. This movie important. But when you look at the other names and look at these other performances, uh, Ashra's from Margot Robbie, sorry, I haven't seen it yet. I don't think Meryl Streep should uh, get this uh, this one. Sally Hawkins, love her, but also don't think that she'll be able to kind of get this movie, uh, the one. Just not, not only for the fact that, you know, just because she didn't talk, but just from the overall power between these other two characters, I think if you have to give this one, it has to be Frances McDormand. She kills it in this role. It's, uh, you know, a single mother, divorcee, raising two children. Her child gets murdered, and she's figuring out how to, like, you know, tell people, like, hold people more accountable for, like, shit that actually happens and um, really try to rally the city around this by putting up these billboards, basically. And she's a tough woman. Like, she like doesn't give a shit but she's also like caring and even in this movie Peter Dinklage pops up and I thought it would be like a weird kind of comical character but he was a great character and it was a very sad character he kind of pops up and it was nice to see the, like her reactions and her uh, interactions with him that was a, a very strong strong role I mean I really hope she wins this like I said like we're definitely going to come back and talk about it when I see um, I, Tanya. I just haven't but between that and Sharissa Ronan, like, she was amazing in this movie, but I just think that Frances McDormand is a little bit higher on that, but that's my... I think in a lot of a lot of these awards, arguably, is probably going to go to three billboards. Like, if you're looking at supporting actress... Uh, no. If you're looking at supporting actor and lead actress right now, both of them, I think, would go to three billboards. Yeah. Cool. Guillermo, what do you think? Um... <clears throat> Yeah, I'm a little bit of a disadvantage because I only seen Lady Bird. I definitely like Sersha a lot. Um, I don't really quite get the Meryl Streep yearly uh, nomination. I mean, she's obviously a great actress, but I mean, really, she's... every single every single sh every single movie she gets nominated. Like, okay, I get it, but mm. I mean, she's been successful enough in her career that 
she's has a very unique position as an actress where she can go out and kind of have a role made for her where it's a strong female character. And she probably gets a lot of, gets to put a lot of input into what her character is going to be like. And that actually helps out with her actually approaching that craft of acting. Well, and I mean, she, she's done it for so long that she can be that selective where it's like, I want to, I want to play a quality leading female role because I know it's going to around award season. Meryl Streep's name is going to pop up. I just think it's kind of strange because you talk about Meryl Streep and we have Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks in the same movie and Tom Hanks is not even on this for a supporting actor or a lead actor. Um, and they're, I understand it's a Meryl Streep movie because she was definitely like the main character who was went through. She was the publisher, but he was on the screen almost every shot, even with her or separate. So to say that he's not on here for a supporting actor uh spoiler alert but woody harrelson is and tom hanks isn't that's kind of weird to me that doesn't like that doesn't add up that doesn't quite make a lot of sense to me um so i just think it's kind of weird doesn't that like doesn't make any sense and i think that's a snub if anything from um the supporting actor role that tom hanks wasn't in it if you're putting meryl streep in it yeah i would have to say for this category i mean the only one i've seen is Shape of Water. Sally Hawkins is fantastic in that role. It's a very understated role. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to be in, like as in your face as some of these old other roles. Um, so it could be something where people would just miss out on like how powerful her role is, and yeah. it's really solid. But I think uh, Frances has this locked down. Yeah. Uh, this is her uh, category to lose. I would say if there's going to be anybody that could upset her, it's probably going to be Shersha Ronan if they want to go with uh, a younger actress uh, just to uh, show that, hey, even someone that's kind of new to filmmaking uh, can bring a quality acting role to it as well. Dude, but she's – so she didn't get any – did she get anything for for uh, Brooklyn? Because she got nominated for a bunch of things. But she I don't got think nominated she won. for Brooklyn. She didn't Dude, get she was, won, though. That was such a beautiful movie, and she was so good in it. Um, and she was so good in Lady Bird. Because the, the, the thing with Lady Bird that I absolutely loved is that telling a coming-of-age story from a, from a women's point of view is so hard because they usually go with the over-the-top there's you never met a girl like that ever or if they do it with a man they do super bad and it's it's not even a coming away story it's just a a, a raunchy movie mm-hmm. so seeing ladybird where even me as a man i can see that i can see her and go dude i've been there i've had those feelings i've i've been in that position and then see the mom uh laurie metcalf and go i've i've had that conversation with my mom um, I think the movie is absolutely a must watch. It's it's absolutely perfect. Um, and, and even talking about that one, the scene that they they're in the uh, thrift store dress shopping. It's so good. Uh, like that entire sequence between that and her trying on the dress and just everything that happens of. It's unbelievable. Both. It's unbelievable. I, I really, and uh, I, really, I love the words you put to it, Guillermo. That's a great way to like look at it because they always either. Uh, ostracize certain characters out or they kind of blow things out of proportion 
Um, and there's things that they just didn't need to say. And I think they had a, a very subtle, but also very direct, and uh, just very also simple way of saying that. Um, and like he's so happened. honest. Yeah. And she and and Sergei is such an honest um, actress. Whenever you see her, you're like she. It's not method acting. Like she doesn't become the. I, I don't know how to explain it, but it. It's almost like it's still her, but she's just amplifying a, a part of herself. Yeah. But she's still her. Um, I really, really, really like that movie. Um, yeah, I really hope she wins. Nice. Cool. So, actor in a leading role. Our nominees are going to be Timothy Chalamet for Call Me By Your Name. Daniel Day-Lewis for Phantom Thread. Daniel Kaluuya for Get Out. Gary Oldman for The Darkest Hour. And Denzel Washington for Roman J. Israel Esquire. So Timothy Chalamet was actually also in Lady Bird. I didn't even realize that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did you notice that memo? No. Yeah. He was, she, he was the, the love interest of like the anarchist. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So I would say for this category, I'm going to say probably the front runner here is going to be Gary Oldman. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to be him winning it. Um, it's one of those classic roles that gets nominated that wins where he's playing a very historical, powerful figure. Uh, and a lot of and like it looks like the makeup team will probably win some awards, mm-hmm. too, for making him look like Winston Churchill. And Winston Churchill is one of the most charismatic people that ever lived on the planet. And it's, uh, it's just tailor made to be, to win an award. Um, I would say probably the only other person on here that would actually win it would be Daniel day Lewis. It's one of those, um, watermark, uh, watermark moment, uh, nominations where he's, uh, it's his final role. So he says, Mm. and that they might give it to him as, like, congratulations on a great career uh, in acting, even though he's won act, uh, Oscars multiple times uh, in the past as well. Uh, but one thing that uh, is kind of surprising is you do not have James Franco nope. nominated. Yeah. And I think that is Woof. kind of Hollywood politics playing its game. So they definitely want to, they wanted their representation to um kind of toe the line with their me too movement and um and what we saw at the golden globes and have people that are not going to be muddled in controversy and it came out that james there's people there's accusations but no no real conviction or anything Mm -hmm. but it's something that it doesn't matter if he did anything wrong or not it's just that it is out there in the public and it puts a bad mark on him uh, in Hollywood's eyes. And so that's why he got out of this category. You know, I think this is also like a big telling and it's uh, it's like revenge almost for Casey Affleck. And he's winning for Manchester by the Sea. Um, yeah. And because he also had allegations that arguably just was paid away and just like kind of brushed away. And he won yeah. the Oscar for it last year. So, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's something the, interesting to see. Yeah, the the academy is probably like uh, we don't want to deal with that again. <laughs> well, it's 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 kind of sad because you know though that kind of happened, that kind of came out 
at the perfect time when the like nominations and all this stuff kind of happening and I would never sort of condone any of that behavior or anything but it's also just kind of a you know it's just shitty but you know they I'm glad they kind of make a stand right but then at the same time do they go through and like if some if somebody on this list right if anybody on this list of a director on this list later on is accused of like a sexual sort of claim or any sort of harassment or assault um what happens then yeah and i think it puts the academy in a tough spot because they got to choose are their awards going to be about the merit of acting or filmmaking or is it going to be about a a more social representation or equal representation of how good and diverse uh, hollywood is and i think they definitely want to work on making their public face look as good as possible right now I mean, I think can we, we can, can we take a detour here for a second? Because obviously, I don't. It, it's not that I don't want to take sides. It's just I don't want to politicize the podcast for a second. But I don't want to take sides here. It's more like a blank statement. But it's as a viewer, this is extremely hard because you don't know where art is Mm -hmm. and and how do you appreciate the art Mm -hmm. or do you appreciate the person that created the art or how do you weight that um and it's like how do you feel about louis ck how do you feel about you know franco like how do you you know like it's it's so hard and and you don't know where to stand and you don't know if you if you can you still appreciate that or, or should, cause I mean, obviously we're not monsters. So if they did something, fuck them. But at the same time, like that art was created because of something that happened in his life, you know? And we've seen this in music time and time again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Amy Winehouse wouldn't create that music if she was borderline about to kill herself for years and yeah. pulled that, uh, I don't know, like that struggle and that empathy that she had because she was struggling. Yeah. And in the end, we killed her. Like we, we as fans, we push her so hard that she killed herself. And do we still appreciate Amy Winehouse records, even though we knew that she was destroying herself as a person? Like, and I know it's not the same. And again, I don't want to take any make a make you know politicize this podcast or anything but what i'm saying is that how do you appreciate somebody or how do you respect or how do you like see that art when they have these flaws yeah as persons you know i mean we can't expect human beings to be like some type of perfection like i i wholly believe the art can stand totally separate from the artist and a role, an acting role, is a piece of art. And if James Franco makes a great role in his performance of Tommy Wiseau, I think we should focus on that role of Tommy Wiseau and not necessarily James Franco as a person. I mean, The Cosby Show will always be one of the greatest TV shows of my childhood. But I know Bill Cosby is a trash human being. Yeah, I didn't know at that time because I was a five, six-year-old kid. But yeah. Yeah. I appreciated the art that was there yeah and that's a good uh and that's a good call out because we talk about it and uh, guillermo you even mentioned that you know one of my favorite shows 
by far, hands down, like, if if I have to go out and say, you know, top five, maybe top ten favorite TV shows, you know, Horse and Pete is one of my favorite shows, and that show really spoke a lot about it and opened up and really kind of sh- like delve into a world of mental health issues and mental abuse and so many things that people don't talk about and you know as much as you know i'm proud that they're they're gonna put their foot down and says like not today at some point you're just basically saying well you know we talked about it before to a lesser degree that okay well why is daniel day lewis up there oh because he's not acting anymore oh not because of there's wasn't a particular a better one Mm. okay like that's kind of weird like if that's the case then just take daniel day lewis off don't nominate him why do you have to have a certain amount of people just have one less person but you chose to actually put him on there because why you know and it's it's a tough you know we could we could easily kind of derail this it's it's upsetting it's kind of tough you know and just like the golden globe is going to be about i think they're going to be also focused on more of like making sure they save face i think people are talking about that too um but it then comes a time of uh it's kind of tough. It's kind of tough yeah. to see exactly what they're going to do. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Lauren, uh, who do you think will take it from this category? Oh, Gary Oldman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't, like, uh, I'm not sure why Denzel's up there. Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. It's the annual Denzel nomination. Yeah. Like He's the Meryl Streep of actors. Yeah, yeah. Denzel. <laughs> like, even even when, in here's a little bit even upsetting of the last year, uh, Denzel was nominated for Fences, and that is not, that is not a role to be nominated for. Like, that role is all on the wife, and I think, I can't remember her name right now, but it's going to come to me. But, no way. I think she was in Hidden Figures, too. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think she was. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up. I don't think she was. Was it Taraji P. Henson? Uh-uh, uh-uh. No. Um, I'll look it up in a second. But so, And I love Fences. And I love August Wilson's work. But a lot of August Wilson's work and he, him being a playwright, old playwright, literally wrote work only for black American actors. Uh, not American, but black actors, actresses. He wrote this particular style. A lot of his work really depicted the male figure not in the best of lights of it and he also didn't really have like a step up it was mainly a women role a women's role that should have been there but anyways that's that's from last year we don't we have to talk about that stuff um but i also am looking at it's going to be between gary oldman and much like Braylon said about the leading actress this timothy chalamet i heard this movie call me by your name was absolutely phenomenal and People need to give it way more credit than what it is. He's young, too. He's 22 years old. Very, very young, yeah. So I think it should be between them two. I love Get Out. I love the fact that Daniel Kaluuya got nominated for that. I'm, like, all for that. I think that finally, right, a horror movie, that's the only look, like, a horror movie that is way more important. And it was, quote-unquote, stay woke, as the young kids say nowadays. Um like that movie was phenomenal so i'm really glad that those three people are up there um the other two yeah i mean did you guys earn it yeah who knows but i i think gary oldman's gonna take away and i love some gary oldman but just from what i've been hearing about this movie i haven't seen it yet i think it's gonna he's probably gonna run away with it yeah one thing with daniel kaluas i think his role in that movie is the most safe role 
in that movie. And I think there's other actors in that movie that actually outshine him. I think Lakeith Stanfield's supporting role is phenomenal in that movie. I think Connie Brit- Britton is scary as fuck in that movie. Yes. Um, is that the dad? No, that's, no, that's the, the mom. The, the, the mom? No, yeah, the dad. Connie Britton. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, it's the mom. Bradley Whitford was doing Bradley Whitford. Okay. Um, but I think it's overall, I mean, we could probably get into this in Best Pictures that Get Out is a movie where the concepts and the message of it are more powerful than any individual role in that movie. Viola Davis, by the way. Oh, Viola dude, Davis. she's amazing. I know. She, she was in Hidden Figures, right? No. Guillermo, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think it's going to be? No, because I remember watching Hidden <laughs> Figures and I was seeing like, God damn, these are like the best black actresses in in like in our generation right now. So was uh, uh, Marshall Ali was on there too. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, yeah, that's a good Samoan. movie. Uh, no, she was not a Higgy Finn Figures Gearbox. <laughs> she should have been. But I'm going to double check now just to see. She's going to be in Hidden Figures too. <laughs> figures too. Okay. Yeah. They're going to go to, the, to Mars. The space shuttle. Yeah. We're going to go to Mars. Washington. And then we're going to go to Mars. And then over to Jupiter. Gearbox, <laughs> who do you think is going to be best actor? Um, I, I love me some Gary Oldman, but I'm going with. Daniel, man, I, I I want Get Out to win everything. Oh, bad um, Daniel. <laughs> I'm, I'm not I'm not a I'm not a fan of I'm not a fan of Daniel Day Lewis. Um, it sounds weird, but I find him to be a little pretentious in his acting. Um, although to me, the scariest uh, character I've ever seen was the character that he did in. Um, in that Scorsese movie, uh, Gangs of New York. Oh yeah, build the budget. To me, that's the scariest character I've ever seen in my life. Um, I don't know. Uh, I I want to see Darkest Hours because I want to uh, Darkest Hour because I want to see how Gary Oldman's take on uh, uh, Churchill, Winston Churchill, yeah. contrasts with the uh, the Crown version. Hmm. Um, oh, what's his name? Uh, the, um, Fuck the guy that makes uh, Churchill in the Crown, the guy from Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah, dude, it's <laughs> oh, fucking Lithgow? amazing. It's unbelievable. John Lithgow. Um, yeah, John, John Lithgow. Lithgow. Yeah. So I want to see like how he was amazing how, in that. Dude, amazing. I want to see how that one contrasts with Gary Oldman's. Um, I saw only the trailer for Roman uh, J. Israel, and it looked like Denzel was back in form. I so I don't know if that actually went through the whole movie um i don't know i i i I, my heart wants daniel to win just because i want get out to win everything you keep saying daniel i'm like there's two daniels there i'm like which daniel are you talking about but i mean it if Gary Oldman wins, I'm like, whatever, okay. I, I'll be okay with that if Gary Oldman wins. is a good one. But then at the same yeah. time, right, this is another example from what we talked about, and I just wanted to like, just be transparent here, of you have these you know, three act- actors and actresses of Meryl Streep, Daniel Day-Lewis, and Denzel Washington that was just kind of put on there, and then you have this other prestigious actor, Gary Oldman, who 
felt like he actually wanted kind of earned it a, a bit more and it wasn't just kind of a shoe in of just another role that put me on there so well but 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 let's talk about what Brian said like okay so you are you're Daniel Day Lewis you're Denzel Washington you know you're Mel Strip and you can literally tailor each role to your strengths mm -hmm. then you're just not so okay cool so every time you knock it out of the park because they're just putting the ball for you like just giving you the ball and you can just knock it out of the park like it's then what's what's the um where's the challenge you know like i don't like i get it that's what you get for being that type of actor but then you know i don't know like it like it doesn't make a lot of sense to me yeah last last thing that i noticed about this category that i'll say is um it's good that this is a, a the probably the only category on here we where we have some fresh faces yeah and i'm always liking to see new talent that's never been nominated before because about, you encourage though, them yeah even though they won't win it's just good to see them represented here all right so nominees for best director christopher nolan for dunkirk jordan peele for get out i'm so glad. greta gerwig for ladybird Paul Thomas Anderson for Phantom Thread, and Guillermo, Dura, Dura, oh wait, no, Guillermo <laughs> del Toro for The Shape of Water. Yes, it's I'm sorry, Guillermo. Uh, it is actually me. I made the movie. He had such I a like how he. I like how he cusses a lot. Yeah, yeah. He Guillermo's a cool guy. So, so Guillermo, which Guillermo uh, do you think will win Best Director? Um, I mean, like I said, I won get out to win everything and i love ladybird and i love dunkirk um but i just want to get out to win everything but um i can definitely see how dunkirk will win um because of what we said in the in the yearly recap like it's such a different movie um that but it's, it's only a movie it, that christopher nolan can make yeah he's the only one that could have made it um But at the same time, you know, uh, Greta Gerwig made Lady Burn such a beautiful movie. And that's, and her, that's about her. That, that's her story. Yeah, yeah. I would love her to win. I'm not a huge fan of Paul Thomas Anderson. Uh, it, 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 it follows the same thread with uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. All his movies are, like, too pretentious to me. And I get it. And, I mean, you want to have things that are, like, highbrow, like, you know you know, a little bit more in the, in the intelligent side, but it's, they're all, they're too pretentious. And I did not enjoy Phantom Thread. Um, but I mean, at the same time, Guillermo del Toro, man, come on, you gotta, you gotta root for your peeps, you know? So I don't know. I, I, my heart wants Jordan Peele to win. Yeah. Warren. So, uh, Christopher Nolan should not be on here. Um, oh, not be I, you're wrong about that. Okay, I'll sure. Just say that. that that's okay. The the reason why I don't think <laughs> no, like should... log out of Skype. Oh, okay. Boop, boop. Okay. The reason why I don't think Christopher <laughs> Nolan should be on there is the reason why Dunkirk was such a. Sh I don't think it was. We can we can probably get into this a little bit later too when we talk about it. But I don't think Dunkirk was a movie that the director, although was amazing, really made that such an impactful film more as the actual sound and the how the actual characters are. Now, it always depends on, you know, who wrote the movie and how it was actually kind of formed up. I get that. 
Phantom Thread shouldn't be on, on here either. So I automatically kind of look at those and kind of take those off the list. Huge snub so to say boring. that Martin, Martin McDonough was so boring. But it's a huge snub to say Martin McDonough was not on this list. Bunch of bullshit. So whatever. I was kind of upset about that. Kind of looking at this list like oof. So I have some issues with those two movies out the gate. Greta Gerwig, the only woman director, female director, and I'm glad that you know I felt like and I honestly felt like from the Golden Globes nominations to now the Oscars, no female directors in the Golden Globes, and they called it out. Now we have yeah. one in the Oscars. Yeah, and from everything I've heard, she's definitely deserving I of mean, the nomination. Oh, so, dude. so I, I'm glad that she's up there, and it's really between these other three movies. I love Guillermo del Toro. I really love Jordan Peele. <laughs> I don't know which one I can choose because I'm so happy at the actual overall vision and the overall origin, like how original both of those works were. We've seen a war movie before. I don't, I don't, I don't care about Phantom Thread to be honest with you. I haven't seen it, but I know it's about um, costuming, right? Phantom Thread? No, yeah, it's about fashion. Yeah, it's about fashion. So I just look at it as, okay, like give me a new vision, give me a new look, give me something I haven't quite seen before. I've seen Lady Bird before. It was amazing and executed like very well because of the characters, so I've seen that before, but give me a new division of the directorial, and between that, I have to give it to Get Out over Shape of Water because I've seen at least some sort of love story like Shape of Water. Very, very different, but still kind of close. I have not seen anything like Get Out that has a weird balance between horror and comedy but at the same time, right in between, you have a prescient sort of, uh, 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 not mantra, but like you have like a goal of, hey, this is what we're talking about, whether it's about racism, whether it's about like whatever, whether it's like you go through different levels. And like I said, I think we talked about this on there. I'm like super biased because a lot of the times I'm end up dating somebody who is of different, you know, um, like race than I am. So that really kind of hit me like in the heart, like, oh. Yeah, this is a lot of stuff that I kind of think about, and I'm glad somebody can put this on the screen because you've seen a couple of different things, and you put a lot of comedic elements, you put a lot of horror elements, but there's also a realness to this actual movie. Um, i got to have to go to Jordan Peele. I really hope he gets it, but I think Guillermo del Toro may take it away. Do you guys think that just because of the, the political scene, it will be between Guillermo del Toro, which is Latino, Jordan Peele, because he's black, and Greta, because she's a woman, and they're just going to focus on those three. There will be pressure for the people to vote that way, I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I think, probably. I think it's not just like someone's going to strong arm them. I think it's just just that natural pressure you feel like. If you had a ballot in front of you and like, huh, who, who do I want to award this to that could probably represent it the best? But because Greta wasn't even nominated, right? Here's for, the thing. for the Golden Globes. No, she no. wasn't. Yeah, but here's my thing. Yeah. Here's my question. Um, because I, I know that I'm gonna ask you, Brylin. Do don't yeah. you think that a lot of the accolades that's going to Christopher Nolan should be going more to their technical team? That's the thing. So this could also be my amateur perspective on what a best director means. Mm-hmm. Because to me, that means the person that got the visuals looking amazing, the sound sounding awesome, and was able to bring 
take all the bits of the movie sandwich and make a beautiful sandwich out of it. Well, that's yeah, the same. And to that's me, the, the most ed- beautiful sandwich is Dunkirk. But that's the editing uh, and the cinematographer, movies. right? Like that. So that's editing and that cinematography that does that those things, and then you have yeah. a writer that do but, that. Yeah, so but the director is bringing all those pieces together and maintaining that vision and consistency. And if you look at these films listed, I mean, from the ones that I've seen, I've seen three of them here. I mean, Dunkirk stands on another level compared to something like Get Out and The Shape of Water. I mean, I could criticize Get Out for being kind of um, not fully polished in exhibition (laughs) (laughs) or not having a good soundtrack. Um, Shape of Water, beautiful soundtrack. Hans, um, Hans we Zimmer might get is. Into a you you, you uh, shut your but, mouth uh, right now. I would say Shape, Shape of Water might ha- also have some pacing issues to it. And I mean, <laughs> you are definitely more educated in these parts than I am. But and I'm doing no. My don't best. encourage him. I'm no, no, doing no. my best to kind of no, figure are, out who we, do I want to be my best director. I'm not choosing Christopher Nolan because I'm a big Christopher Nolan fan. Definitely not. But this is absolutely a movie that is a once in a lifetime experience that whatever director created that, I mean, this is like a 2001 style movie that blew your mind when you went to the theater and you're never going to experience it something like that again. So here will be my, my other biggest thing, unless you had something, Guillermo. Um, so I'm kind of, upset over the fact now that we, we were talking we're kind of thinking about it Edgar Wright was snubbed from here from from Baby Driver because the directing of that or at least like that, that vision and that what went into that movie was phenomenal but he's not on here either so I just kind of I just thought about that one but like you talked about it and it's like it depends. I think we're all in the same boat here, Brylin. Just because I went to school for, to study a theater, not directing, act. I, I mean, it's not it's not the same as film directing, but nah. you got a concept or an idea of what a director. <laughs> yeah, has. but like at the same time, like we know that we can break all these things down individually, and then there's somebody that kind of puts it together, and then there's somebody else that literally stitches it together and puts the music into it. Like I I understand that and I get that. So honestly, we're all in the same boat because none of us knows. My thing is that if I'm looking at these ones, the only thing I have to go off of is what they're up against here and what they've done in the past. Now, it's difficult, right, because Greta Gerwig and Jordan Peele hasn't done anything before this. I don't think Greta Gerwig has. Guillermo de Toro, I know that he's has, and honestly, that those visuals are very similar to Hellboy and to Pan's Labyrinth. But when I look at Christopher Nolan and you look at Dunkirk, I'm like, that's not even the best... Like. You've had better directorial things, I feel, in your past. That for like for, Dunkirk? Yeah, well, no, Christopher Nolan. And I'm. Compa- I don't think so. I'm, I'm comparing. I'm comparing. Yeah, it to I guess. I guess you can past. argue that, but because yeah, if you look at like, the Dunkirk pres- is such special movie, man. Yeah, but the prestige, I think, um, right? I it, I think directorial, like directing, because that's what, what that's why I keep bringing back of like man, like the technical team on Dunkirk and the sound on Dunkirk and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Like, I, I definitely kind of get it. But, like, the overall sort of concept of what you're trying to do and kind of bringing things sort of together, I think he's done it better previously in the past, even with Memento, right? Like, 
I've, I, I, I know he's done better. And so when I look at that and just compare it to the other stuff in the list, we've never seen, like I said, you can talk about the pacing, you talk about the things, but you're looking at, and much like later on, we'll talk about like original screenplay and stuff like that, right? It's a, a, another thing of just a director's or sort of new vision, like bringing this vision out. This is straight from this guy's head. We've never seen anything like it out before. And that's why I, I like him as a favorite to kind of win. But at the same time, um, none of us is right. None of us is wrong. We're just, we're just talking about opinions here. <laughs> I would say Night of the Living Dead would say no, you're wrong. <laughs> Night of the Living Dead? Yeah, the original Night of the Living Dead. I mean, blending that humor, horror, and social statement. Oh, I love that movie. Together. I, yeah. So and having, having a lead black actor be your hero in that movie, too. Maybe I'm thinking of something different. No, this is like Romero's like fifty. When was that? When was that movie, Brian? Like fifty six. It was like like, yeah. It was. I'm thinking of Evil Dead. Thousand years ago. No, Evil Dead. No, no, it's not Evil Dead. Um, But uh, for for this category, I mean, if we look back at the Golden Globes, Guillermo won the directing Golden Globe, which I would say was considered an upset over Christopher Nolan. I think Christopher Nolan should win this category. And it is for everything I've said. And I also, I think he was nominated for um, Inception. He was nominated for Memento. Um, I think he was nominated also for The Dark Knight. And I think, are you going to continue to nominate him and just leave him up there? Or go ahead and give him a win and then continue with nominating other directors afterwards. And, you know, Christopher Walt. Nolan, he's a master of his craft, and he will bring out that. I mean, even though it's very, it takes like a team of highly technical people. He has this obsession with seventy millimeter scope films. That this is how I want you to see my films. Um, that go ahead and give him the award and let him win this one, even if it's just for a career that's definitely elevated where movies can be and what movies can be nowadays. Yeah, we'll see. No. <laughs> Guillermo, <laughs> who do you think should win this? Uh, Guillermo, did you say who you thought should win? Uh, I, I want Jordan Peele buddy? to win. Yeah, okay. I, want, I want either Jordan Peele to win or, or Greta Gerwig because, I mean, we need movies like that. Either yeah. like Get, Get Out or Lady Bird, we need movies like that. But if you want to go technical with it, I totally agree with you. Like Nolan is on another level. Like that dude is phenomenal. Um, no love for your buddy Guillermo. I <laughs> the thing with Guillermo del Toro is that I I subscribe to what George, uh, Warren said. His yeah. movies are fucking spectacular, but you've seen them before because that's his style, and. Yeah. Like, okay, cool, I get it. That's your style, and you make it that way, and they're cool. But at some point, it's just, well, okay, cool. So you made another version of Pan's Labyrinth, or another version of Hellboy, or another version of X, or Y, or Z, or whatever. Well, it's not like so, he took it. He, he didn't yeah. really make another version, right? He just took some of those No, visuals. but, uh, you know, like, another take in yeah, that yeah. universe that you create, and then you put that that ingredients in that universe, and then you it comes out yeah. Shape of Water. And you and take another... <laughs> 
<laughs> you know? It, I mean, if you look at something like Pan's Labyrinth, which I think is a phenomenal movie. That's one of the um, best movies think, ever. That's so good. Yeah, it, it's it's amazing. Uh, and I think he probably got snubbed for directing for that movie. Yep. Um, and this might be makeup for that. Uh, that's the only way I would see him. That's kind of like the idea of him winning is that. But come on, let's let, let, let Chris win. <laughs> let Nolan win. Yeah, but, just one. But even, even when we talk about it, because I know I, they want Dunkirk doesn't even have to win Best Picture. I just want Christopher Nolan to get his Oscar. Yeah, but here's, like an acknowledgement. But here's the thing: of that is, you can't like it has to be on the work that is presented in that year, and I think it has to be a clean slate, a table of rasa every but year. But they do that. They do. They oh, do career. I know. Oscars, I, man. I, Come I know. On. I, you know I, they I know. do. And I'm, I'm, they gave it to Peter Jackson for all three Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I know. So they didn't give it to him for Return of the King. Guy, I, I'm not disagreeing. Because Return of the King I was just, the I worst. I just hope that. Story. Like, here's my, the <laughs> issue with that is that you have some of these like really, really great and really amazing sort of things, and we have. Amazing works, and I think we had a couple years ago, I believe, and when we were talking about the Oscar, uh, Jose Inuritu like won for the director as he should have, but Michael Keaton didn't win. Of that, and you know Eddie Redmayne, who's a phenomenal actor, I think, but uh, for, uh, uh, for Birdman, yeah, for I mean Birdman against Theory yeah. of Everything, and I was like, and I saw yeah. that Stephen Hawking movie, and it was, eh. It was alright. Exactly. I mean, Birdman was phenomenal. It, so yeah. it's it's one of the things that I just have a bit of like these are some of the things that kind of come up. I'm like it kind of clean slate it, and I think even the Golden Globes and Oscars are too close together too because I feel like things that they didn't get right at the Golden Globes like a soft opening, then they go ahead and redo and actually oh we're just kidding <laughs> yeah. we're actually gonna give you to this award because no one gives a shit about Golden Globes. So yeah. what else we got? We will see. Alrighty. So, best picture. Call me by your name. Darkest Island. What's up? <laughs> Shut up, Guillermo. Go no, ahead. I'm not a movie. <laughs> Dunkirk. Call me by your name. It's Guillermo, not Brylin, dumbass. Yeah, I, as I said it, I'm like, eh, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to reread these nominations. <laughs> so, best picture. Call me by your name. Darkest Hour. <laughs> Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, The Shape of Water, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. So, uh, Guillermo, got ten movies to choose from here. Which one would choose? <laughs> it's funny because as you read it, they almost made sense. So, call me by your name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk. <laughs> Get Out, Lady Bird. Um... <laughs> I know I don't know because I I missed a lot of these guys, but again, either Get Out or Lady Bird. I want either one of those to win. Um, Any reason why? I just because it's I'm tired of all the other white assholes winning for like fucking movies that I don't care. <laughs> give me give me like Get Out, Lady Bird. People that are up and coming that are making movies that make sense that are like that have a a, a meaning. They, you walk out of the movie with either learning something or 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 seeing things in a different way, um, and and just experiencing somebody's life and putting that in your life, 
because uh, that's that's what happened with Get Out and Lady Bird. You're like, shit, that's somebody else's life, but that's my life too. Or like, I can relate to that, or I want, or I want to understand somebody's point of view, and I can't. And this presented it in a way that I can now, or as much as I can, you know. Uh, but at the same time, you know, you got Dunkirk and. Uh, you know, it's darkest hour. I never, I haven't seen it, but if if it that's a gives you for World War Two, right there. Probably. Yeah, if it gives you that that power of World War Two stories, which are you know always powerful, um, or three billboards, and it's it's a it's a movie that you haven't seen before, and or or like a story that you haven't seen before, and or presented in a way that you haven't seen before, and that's why it's so good. Like you know, you always you you almost want them also to win. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I want I want get out of Ladybird to win. Cool. Uh, Warren, how about yourself? When you take the essence of what this picture <laughs> means to you, now I like truthfully, right? And I think Guillermo, you said it pretty spot on. You know, best picture for this this year has to really hit you in a lot of different ways emotionally physically like all these things but at the same time it has to be original something that if we had seen before done it like even better or something we like something like that it has to stand out it has to be um uh it really has to hit everything at the same time and if it does so happen it hits things that we were going through in this day in this day and age and i think that's also kind of a smart choice of what's happening in the world so a lot of the movies and a lot of the art 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 mimics reality this is blah, 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 this the thing that from before right i'm bummed you know it's tough to to talk about this because i haven't seen call me by your name dunk uh i've seen dunkirk uh call me by your name darkest hour or phantom thread so out of this uh i've seen seven of these ten movies i think i may be the seen the most between everybody here but I think it has to go down to... I'm not even sure why the post is on here. Can I just say that? Like, the post should not be on this list. Yeah. But whatever. Can we replace uh, with Blade Runner? Good. I mean, yeah. that wouldn't be... Um, like, best picture, why there's no animated... Uh, whatever. Anyways. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be between the movies that we've been talking about all night. You know, Three Billboards, Lady Bird, and Get Out. And I don't even think Shape of Water is going to be up there. But all those. So wait. Movies... So what won in the uh, Golden Globes? Let's see. Uh, best picture was Three Billboards. Oh wow! More dramatic. Comedy was Lady Bird. Yes. Yeah. No comedy no, no, was, was Lady Bird. Lady Bird. Yeah. So yeah. you can consider those the top two front runners right wow. now. Wow, that's so... amazing. But I look at those three, and I, I, I like I, I have to shave it down to those three: three billboards, Lady Bird, and Get Out. I don't think people are going to give it to Get Out, as much as I think it's arguably the best picture. I think three billboards probably is going to win this, because it has comedy, it has some horror elements to it, also like it has some really fucked up things, it has some real life, like especially somebody's protesting against the police. You know, like, it has that into it. It has a strong female character that's not a lot of these movies do. A lot of these movies are, like, like literally, we look at all these movies on here, and I'm looking at besides 
uh, so Shape of Water, The Post, and Three Billboards in Lady Bird. Well, not even The Post, so Lady Bird, Shape of Water, and Three Billboards. Like, that's led by women on those three movies. Everything else is a male star, so... Um, but that's, you know, just looking at it, and I think it's going to have to end up being just kind of three billboards. I think that's probably going to end up winning Best Picture. It just kind of incorporates a lot of the things that what a movie, a lot of these other things the movies do, but then at the same time of, you know, what happens when police isn't doing their job? What do you do? Yeah. You, you know, you don't, you're not a vigilante, right? You don't take your job into your own hands. Like, you, you hold them accountable for whatever way you know how. Um... And sometimes unless you're that. Batman, unless you're Batman, yeah. This is a prequel of Batman. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think it's gonna be. Uh, I think it's gonna be three billboards. I would love, for, I would love for Get Out to this, run away with it. But I think it's gonna be really difficult. Yeah, I mean, I would probably agree with your uh, assessment. I mean, I think, I mean, three billboards has been running away with the best picture award for the award season. Um, but I want Dunkirk to win. I mean, just from everything I've said, that is a, a singular individual movie that none of these other movies can, can actually capture what that movie does. And I think it would be kind of a, it would just, it would just, be like, oh, come on. I mean, this movie, did you sit down and watch this movie, old voter <laughs> of Oscars? Or did, did you poop your pants? No? Okay. Well, you should, maybe you should vote for it if it made you poop your pants. No, that means, <laughs> maybe you shouldn't. That means I don't the know. sound is too you. loud. That's why they should have turned the sound down a little bit because it scared <laughs> the shit out of me. I'll put like my pants. No sound too loud. <laughs> Those fucking but, uh, shots in that movie, man. <laughs> But honestly, I just want Dunkirk to win. But um, it's not about what you want. So it's not about what you want. I, I think three billboards will win. I want Dunkirk <laughs> to win. Aha! <laughs> uh-huh. Alrighty. So those are our major categories for the Oscars. Uh, now we're going to choose some of our other categories that we think are just, we're just going to personally call them out. Um, I'm going to begin. I'll say one thing right now. Roger Deakins doesn't win Best Cinematography. Uh, so help me, I will throw my TV out the window um, <laughs> and have the recycle people pick it up on the way. <laughs> um, yeah, that guy needs to win that better than anything um, or more than anything. Uh, but I did want to focus on uh, actually screenplay because I love writing. And so... There are some really cool call-outs here. So the movies that are nominated for Best Picture, they are taking up the Best Adapted Screenplay and Best Original Screenplay for the most part. But there's some really cool things here. The Disaster Artist, it's the only category it was nominated in uh, for Best Adapted Screenplay. And I think it's a tough sell just because it's a movie about friendship and failure, and it's about kind of like trying to bring some seriousness seriousness to um, something that everybody took as a big joke, but it became a successful joke. And that it's just like this weird social, uh, it's almost like its own social meme and just like, it has some awkwardness to it, which is really weird. 
But it's cool to have that nominated there. I'm, I love that Logan is nominated. Yes. That must be one of the best uh, Western stories, but tales about a father and a son and what family means and just what does what how do you approach the end of life even though it's wrapped into a comic book veil it is phenomenal when it does that uh and the big sick emily gordon and camille nanjani uh they made they told their love story on here and they did not hold anything back they didn't play it safe it's very it can definitely um it's definitely a movie that causes you to think about relationships and like that, those moments where you're like, is this person the one or not? If, even if you've only met them for a day or two days, if you don't know them that well, what, what causes you to commit to them? And when I look at this and I look back at the best actor category, Kumail could have been a great nomination. You would have an Asian actor represented, but also he had an amazing performance uh, even though it was very autobiogra- autobiographical as well. Any thoughts on these uh, categories? Yeah, that's a great call out about the big sick because, uh, like, you know, we have a lot of snubs. There's going to be even more snubs because you thought this movie came out in 2016, but it's like, oh shit, it actually came out in 2017. Like, and the yep. big sick was definitely kind of one of them, and that's that freaking movie was phenomenal. Um, I'm so glad, but, but like, adaptive screenplay we're talking about, right? Or are we talking about screenplay? Both categories. Both. Um, just looking at both of these, I'm just glad that we're getting a lot of different, we're getting a lot of diverse things. You know, even Aaron Sorkin pops up that's going to be on here. Like, original screenplay yeah, is like... and I don't think he deserves it from all his game. I mean, that's from our, from what I've heard, but he pops up on here yeah. for some reason. Uh, but, you know, it's looking at, like, original screenplay is just dominated with these things are going to win, right? Get Out has been nominated for other things. Lady Bird, Shape of Water, Bill Boys has been nominated for other things. The Big Sick didn't get nominated for any actor or actresses. Nothing uh, else, yeah. No, no supporting, no nothing. And I think they got, I think, I think they got something else here. I, I got to look into it. So that's kind of surprising. Yeah. And that movie's already and, on Amazon. So if anybody definitely want to watch it, feel free. And I think original screenplay. This is going to be the category that Jordan Peele wins. Which he should. But then at the same time, it's another, like, I think it's between Get Out and Lady Bird there, you know, and um, those two are going to be going, like, neck and neck, I I think, for a lot of these awards going back and forth between each other because they both tell a particular dramatic story um, together. Uh, But adaptive screenplay, it'll be awesome if it goes to Disaster Artist. It's probably not. It's probably going to, I really wanted to go to Logan. I think it made me go to Call Me By Your Name. Yeah, but it's also good to see Mudbound nominated. Yeah. I mean, that's a Netflix movie. Yeah, um, DVDs, and so but then that's surprising. I think uh, for screenplay is going to go to Get Out, and for adapted is going to go to Logan. Yeah, hopefully, I'd probably agree. Gamma. Um, I. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about that, but. <laughs> um. <laughs> You brought up cinematography, and I'm looking at the um, that category, and holy shit, that's a tough one. Because it's Blade Runner, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Mudbound, and Shape of Water. And I was talking to Matt Gray this morning about um, the Oscars, and he was saying that Mudbound is probably the best 
cinematography he's seen in a while. Because, and this is not a spoiler, but apparently each character has its own palette of colors hmm. and its own uh, angle of telling the story. So, with each character, you will see a different palette of colors in the sh- in the shot, and it's going to be shot in a different angle for that character. Yeah. And it's he was special. saying, yeah, he was saying that for the. That he's never seen that art art form of cinematography brought to that level, um, so I really want to see it. I I everything that Brylan has been saying about Dunkirk all night, I a hundred percent agree. That movie is it, it's spectacular, um, and I'm also torn between. Uh, those movies and Blade Runner because when I watch Blade Runner I'm like holy shit Blade Runner is a painting the moves like each each shot is it's almost like like I don't even know how to describe it it's like almost like poetry the moved it was so freaking gorgeous um, so that's going to be an interesting one because I mean those are powerhouses of movies and I'm pretty sure Shape of Water is fucking phenomenal visually yeah oh yeah and Roger Dickens has been nominated for the last three movies he's done like Arrival and uh, Sicario those are beautiful oh, that makes movies yeah. as well and yeah, I mean it might be time to just give him the Oscar for that yeah. work um, but it's really cool to see Rachel Morrison nominated here too because she's the first person of color to be nominated in this category so something that's like a more technical craft, it's good to see that representation there too. Yeah, this cinematography is going to be very interesting um, to see who's going to go in between because that's going to be probably something that people are going to be kind of cued up in on a lot to see who wins and who doesn't. Um, and she did Black Panther. She did Black Panther? Yep. She's the cinematographer for oh, Black Oh, first Champions. woman nominated. My bad. She's cute. <laughs> <laughs> She's from Cambridge, too. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. That's cool. Boop, boop. You're not from Cambridge. What are you saying? We'll boop for <laughs> Can we talk about... That's true. Uh, animated? <laughs> or um, any other thoughts on cinematography? No. All right. I like Blade Runner, though. Who do you think it won? Roger. Do you think Roger will win? Yeah, uh, I think I think yeah. he should like that. I think that would be pretty cool for that um, for the cinematography. I think uh, like again, I think we talked about this before, but between <clears throat> Dunkirk, Blade Runner, and um, uh, Shape of Water, I think it's gonna come around between those three. Yeah. Warren, uh, what category would you like to talk about? Uh, I'm kind of torn, but I want to go to a sound original scores. Uh, and I'm really excited because of the original score, bec- and I'm also very sad. Oh, no, I'm excited now again, because I was like, wait a second. Um, so, the Shape of Water soundtrack is absolutely phenomenal. It's ridiculously it's good. so good. Alexander Desplat, he does the imitation game. He's done Arrival. I mean, you look at half of his work, it's, like, absolutely phenomenal. But... And here's a huge butt. John Ooh. Williams deserves this. The Last Jedi score is probably the best Star Wars score since Empire. 
it it has an amazing it's score. So that's good. That I would say the Last Jedi original song that's in there with the with the big cellos at the beginning of it, phenomenal. I think it's amazing. But I think Alexander Desplat should like I mean, this hands down. I think it's, it's going to be between them. Hans Zimmer, the score for Dunkirk, wasn't that good. It's great. Wasn't that good. It's uh, a lot of clocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, uh, it has to be between Shape of Water and John Williams and. Man, some of the blending that he does with these new um, themes that he kind of introduced in like Luke's theme and the Force theme and especially kind of Leia's theme that has like a hint of, especially what happens her into that movie. If neither one of these two movies win, I'm, I don't know what I, what's going to happen. I'm, I may just say I'm, I'm done. I may just retire from the podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm done with music. I'm done. I'm done. I'm not. I'm never listening to music again. Uh, yeah, but like I was really, really delved. I was really keyed in on like the original score. Um, I was also kind of bummed that original score uh, that Thor Ragnarok didn't get up there, but yeah, it was fun. Yeah, and that was actually a pretty. I mean, it's a fun score. Mm-hmm. It's very positive. A lot of uh, major notes and everything, but. It is a well done score, and I think probably it didn't get nominated because it doesn't have the depth of all these others, and it's just a very fun poppy score. But sometimes fun is all you need. Yeah, well, I mean, you have these people dominating, right? John Williams, uh, Alexander Desplat, and Hans Zimmer dominates this category. Yeah. But and then, even Johnny Greenwood has always been nominated when um, he puts out score. I haven't heard of Carter Burwell before. So I'll, no. uh, I need to go. I'm actually going to probably listen to that score all tomorrow, and I'll give you an analysis of the Three Billboards score. Well, hopefully I'll ask Derek if he's seen it, um, but we'll talk about that. But, yeah, um, that's for, like, my section I, I wanted to at least kind of talk about. I do want to talk about, like, animated and stuff too, but I'll wait for some time later. All right. And so anything else we want to add about these these Oscar nominations for this year? Any final thoughts y'all have? Well, for sure, uh, animated. That yeah. shit better go to Coco. Because yeah. I really don't know what the rest of these movies are except for Coco. Well, I mean, Ferdinand. I think they hyped that up a bunch. Oh, yeah. um, I haven't seen. St- I've heard starring John Cena. Yeah, <laughs> didn't know that. Uh, it should win. Uh, <laughs> Loving Vincent. I haven't seen, but damn, there's so many people names on that one. Like. One, two, three, four, five people's names as like the creators of that. Boss Baby. What? It's a really good. Huh? What? I didn't see it. Um, that movie, that movie was not good. Uh, but I'm just surprised that like really you guys, I can probably think of an animated movie that should have been on there instead of like two or three of these. So. Yeah. But. I. Coco was dope. I'm even trying to think of. An animated film I saw this year that was good, and I can't think of any. It's tough to think of what things you've seen this year um, and came out in theaters or not. Like, I was like, oh, it's like yeah. Finding Dory that didn't come out this year. So I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> um, so is Coco, is Coco good enough to be, like, an actual nominated for, like, Best Picture? For what I've heard, yes. I, oh, you haven't seen it? No. Oh man, yes. Wait. So like, then, why did they just put that just, on, on on best movie? Then it's not anim- It's animated. That's yeah, but who the fuck cares? 
I mean, the only anime movie that's been able to do that is Beauty and the Beast. And and that was 20 years ago. I don't know. I mean, Um, so you're telling me, like, Beauty and the Beast was one of the only ones, probably. I think there's probably a couple other ones. But of all the movies that have come out, like, I think because Toy Story was up there. I think Toy Story might have been the other one. But um, it's just like, there. so Wally should have been up there. I don't think it was, but it definitely should have. And it's... You know, yeah. if you look, if we go back and look at you know these best pictures, and I'm like, really? the post, yeah, yeah, like I'm like really, or even fuck it, they could have just add another one. They already have nine. Just make it around ten. No, Put Coco on it. They have ten already. Yeah. Oh, yeah, really? I thought it was nine. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Well, but from know, everything what? I've heard about Coco, that it really captures that part of Mexican culture with the Day of the Dead. Uh, really well, and it makes you feel lo- like why is that important? It's such and a so good I movie. think that's I mean, what's I, really important about that movie getting nominated. I definitely suggest to go see that movie. Um, it's a gr- it, it has so many different like levels in that movie that it's just a beautiful movie. Um, I'm upset now that I'm thinking about it. Of I understand that it got best animated, but. That also good and got should have gotten cinematography if if or visual effects or something else, um, because there was the the colors and the stuff that they put in that movie was absolutely just crazy. It's gorgeous, and they, they just never seen that even visual effect. It's not even in visual effects, but Guardians of the Galaxy two is that's pretty cool. Uh, uh, but it it cold. Quick side note, quick sidebar. Visual effects, Blade Runner, okay. Guardians 2, alright. Faulkner, eh. never heard of it. I, I haven't seen that. That's that's the person that made Guardians of the Galaxy 2. It's oh, not good, a that's movie. why. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I, I, I'm like, Faulkner, my hand setting? I don't know. Kong, Skull Island. Really? Star Wars, okay. War of Planet yep. of the Apes, makes sense. Absolutely. Kong, Skull Island for visual effects? Bitch, you better put Coco in there. What's wrong with you? <laughs> costume cool. design oh so Beauty and the Beast got costume design that's interesting yeah I'm glad that um, Baby Driver was up here for at least for something I was getting nervous that yeah. I wasn't going to be here so that's exciting that that film editing uh, category should go to Baby Driver didn't they edit it as they were filming the movie pretty much Maybe. I think so. Yeah. yeah, they were doing it in like in the moment. They were editing the movie as they were shooting it, which is f- f- in- incredibly amazing. Guys, Wonder Woman is not on here at all for anything. Uh, it's a movie piece of shit movie. The movie sucks. Oh, okay. We all agree, disagree. All right. I also noticed that it. <laughs> you sent your hate mail to Guillermo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, also noticed that it is not on here for anything. Uh, Lego Batman is not on here. That could have oh, such a good movie. That could have that been, so yeah, been a friggin' animated film that it wasn't on It wasn't there. a good movie. Okay. That movie was so funny, dude. Split was on here. Split. That didn't get a nominated oh, Split, for anything? Split was pretty fun. Yeah. That didn't yeah. get nominated for anything. No supporting or anything. Weird. Yeah, but you know, I mean, we'd we'd probably agree that the biggest snob on here is probably James Franco, the Franco brothers, the Franco brothers. Yeah, 
Actually, now that I think about it and I'm looking at it for right now, I think another big snub, at least from no nominations or anything, was Jumanji. Really? Yeah. Well, that didn't come out in yeah. 2017. Yes, it did. Oh, the last week, yeah. Yes, it did, yeah. It actually came yeah. out in 2017, unlike some of these movies, Phantom Thread. Dude, that movie was so funny. Phantom Thread was in theaters on Christmas Day. No, it wasn't. It, it was. was, it was in only limited, in New York and Los Angeles. It was in limited release because they wanted to push it out for the award. <laughs> because it needed to be nominated. And That's the, so funny. The rule is you only have to be in one movie theater. Oh, really? Yeah. Such bullshit. Yeah, so, I mean, movies like Jumanji should have been, like, there. No. And it's like, oh, I mean, that would have been kind of fun for at least kind of one of these sort of t- titles on there. Like, I would at least put that on there for... <clears throat> I think The Rock would have been an interesting sort of supporting actor. Dude, he... Talk about people that tailor uh, at characters to, to themselves. Fucking, he's so good. Yeah. He knows what to do yeah. with each character to, to, like, a perfect, perfect execution. So. Yeah, but that's all. Guillermo. Okay. That's, that's all I got. Guillermo, any uh, last thoughts? Um, no, um, I'm definitely going to watch, um, I, I really want to catch up with a couple of these movies before they, it comes out, so I definitely want to see Three Billboards, and, um, I might try to see, uh, the, uh, uh Darkest Hour, because it, it, it looks pretty cool. Let but me know where that's playing, because I didn't, I couldn't find it, but I was also, it's not playing here? I wasn't looking uh, for it. Uh, well, then I might try to go Shape of Water, then. Um, but yeah, I want to catch up with a couple of these movies before they come on. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, what was it? Uh, shit, the one that we were talking about uh, from Netflix. Uh, uh, what was the name of it? Yes, I wanted to watch that one, too. I'm probably going to watch that tonight, or I may end up doing that, or watching this basketball game. I just realized, talking about original song, um, that uh, Coco is up there. Marshall, The Greatest Showman, um, Call Me By Your Name, and Mudbound. Uh, Mary J. Blige is up for another nomination for an Oscar for oh, wow. original song. That's pretty cool. So you got your annual Diane Warren nomination. Yep. Uh, uh, yep. I think it would be cool. Mary J. Blige won this. I think Greatest Showman is probably the front runner. Yeah, because I just Because it at, is a musical. Yeah. Uh, and I just looked at it. I was like, man, that name sounds familiar. So these guys wrote City of Stars. They also wrote music for... Um, dear Evan Hansen, music theater stuff, music theater jargon, <laughs> but that's, yeah. that's probably going to win for that. But um, yeah, I would say if uh, the final thoughts I would have on here are, I wish there were some changes, especially in like Best Picture, could easily take like two of those movies off and. Or even like the post, which is like the question mark, I would say the big question mark of the nominees for Best Picture. Um, the reason why they went to 10 movies is because of The Dark Knight, a comic book film that was telling a serious story. And I think Logan should definitely be up there for Best Picture. Maybe even, if not Logan, Blade Runner, because it, it is telling a story that... Um, that even though it's a sequel to a movie from 30 years ago, that it elevates what that material is. And we're seeing this huge uh, 
spurt of cyberpunk films and stories happening now from Amazon Prime's Electric Dreams to um, Altered Carbon coming out on Netflix soon. Uh, there's other cyberpunk films coming out that it's reinvigorated a whole genre of filmmaking by, even though it wasn't very financially successful, it definitely sparked people's imagination and said, hey, we got to get on top of this. And I think that's definitely worth um, having that represent that genre of filmmaking up there. And with that, those are our thoughts and our opinions on the nominations for the Oscars for this year. We will find out who the winners are on March 4th. Guillermo, where can people find you so they can disagree with your choice? Oh, shit. Uh, I'll tell you in one second. (laughs) Guillermo just made himself Uh, a a Tumblr account. He's going to share everybody. No, it's the... uh, uh, It's at A-X-T-I-O-N-J and Twitter. <laughs> I do. I'm just glad it wasn't my phone number. <laughs> uh, uh, no, it's just directed through the dining front uh, account. I'll, I'll, I always look. Um, I always keep tabs on it. Um, and yeah, contact us. Leave us some messages. Let's uh, let's let's talk. Awesome. Born. How about you? Well, you can find a bunch of my work. Uh, we, I would normally do, uh, me and Mocha, we kind of chill and kind of hang out on our YouTube and our Instagram, so definitely come find us. Uh, just search for Down in Front Podcast for YouTube and Instagram, especially for YouTube. We're putting up more and more sort of like live reactions. I've been trying to do more of these uh, ones there without people looking at me like I'm weird in the theater, uh, but I'm going to try to do more <laughs> and more as possible uh, just to kind of talk with them, try to get our kind of views out there as quickly as possible so people can see if they should watch movies or not we try to keep all these live reactions to under a minute just so that it's a quick thing as you're like waiting for trailers or you're standing in line for the popcorn or something like that you can like look at it even before you buy the ticket and says should i watch this movie or not and we try to keep it spoiler free as much as possible so definitely go check that out check out our um, instagram but mainly you can find a majority of our work on our website downtofrontpodcast.com which the first unofficial down in front podcast was recorded that way yeah. Remember that? We went to see that movie with, uh, was it Jack Black? Jack Black. Was it Jack Black? It was the, the guy that was the the uh, the lawyer and he was taking somebody out from jail. No, it was uh, Jonah Hill and... Jonah Hill, yep. And that was, yeah. That was the first yeah, we called live it roll, reaction. At that time, we called it Roll the Credits. I hope, I think I still, I still have that audio. I'll, I'll see that if I can actually release that. the very first. Oh, I'm going to see if I can release that, actually. I just, so good, oh, good idea. Yeah, we called that Roll the cool. Credits way back when. Uh, but we, we, we talked over when the credit music was playing. And we just yep. chatted in the in the theater. And it That's was uh, Jonah Hill and uh, I think it was James Franco, right? It was James Franco. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was James yeah, Franco. Was James yeah. Franco. Yeah. yeah, nice. Yeah. That's cool. That was cool. Yep. And you can find my work. Uh, I can argue with you about best director and best picture, especially Warren's Twitter account from my Twitter account, which is Brylund B R I L U N D. Um, also, I will put up many movie reviews on my Instagram page. I am Bryland, and I'm the host of the Gamescast, twitch.tv slash Podcast. Which is super a, fun. Oh, thank you. We're on a little bit of a hiatus, but we have some awesome friends helping out, supporting it. 
Uh, I got some limited access where I'm living right now. But Warren and Mocha, thank you for doing your little uh, teach Warren how to play Fortnite. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun to see that happen. Um, I'm so also, bad at that game. It's so terrible. <laughs> yeah, and the only way to get better is to be bad until you everything starts to click. Well, now I've gotten. I think the most kills I've gotten were five kills, and the best oh, I've nice. gotten doing solo, I've got all the way down to being the last five people. And if it wasn't nice. for CJ Cuthbert Thomas, you bitch, uh, he called me. <laughs> this fucker called my phone, and I answered it, and I died. And I didn't want to play anymore that night. Damn. But, I mean, I've got a good, yeah. so, how boy, come find me, Nice Guy 87 and PlayStation Network. Awesome. Fun, fun game. Uh, we also have a lot of friends, friends with blends out there. Go check them out wherever they live. Um, sip them. Sip them to that. Uh, we also have a friend that has, that's in a band called My, My Anus? No, My Anus. <laughs> my, my Anus? <laughs> <laughs> they have a SoundCloud and maybe a MySpace page out there somewhere. Uh, we're talking about Mike Bullitt's band, Maya News. They put out some really cool music every once in a while. Um, and um, also we have friends at Wicked Good Gaming. I'm going to give them a little shout out right here. I was uh, I was gracious enough to be a guest on their podcast recently. Definitely check it out. It was a lot of fun. And if you want to share your predictions for the Oscars, you can send them to Jesse at Jesse's Golden Voice <laughs> at 123.com. And with that, we have been the Down and From Podcast. Thank you for joining us tonight, and we will be back with another movie in the future. Thank you so Bye. much. Bye. We love you.